Continuing our three-part series on Leipzig's art and design scene, we speak to Markus Lange of Studio Fahn. Perhaps spending a bit too long enjoying lunch with Anja Kaiser and once again taken aback by the cold conditions, we arrived 30 minutes late to the studio. Very much glad to warm up with coffee and a delicious selection of German cakes. Studio Fahn has big windows facing the street. Plants and works by the designers can be seen in the window display. It's a spacious studio with a workshop and a garden in the back. That's perhaps all we need to say at this point, since the first part of our conversation, which Freya recorded on her phone, involves Marcus showing her around the studio as I set up the recorder. As they walk around, he starts out by giving insights into the benefits of the interdisciplinary co-working space. When, how, how long have you been here actually? Since uh, 2014. So four years now. So four years now. It's nice that it's so spacious. Yeah, and then we have also here a little, little workshop for them. Wow! <laughs> yeah, This I'm not nice. using it very often, but we have uh, a lot of machines for building models and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's also a bit messy, but... <laughs> but that is how such a space should be, I think it's uh, honest of course. as well. Yeah, I so work mostly for myself as a graphic designer, and yeah. Sophie is more working for her product line. And, uh, so everybody is working a bit for, for uh, their self. Yeah. And, uh, some, but the good thing is about the co-working space, that you speak about the projects and that you share ideas and stuff like that. So it's always good. Yeah, because everyone has different backgrounds here. Yeah. Sophie yeah, being... Yeah, 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 <laughs> That's so nice. So the summer is nice. That is really summer... nice. And it's pretty spacious also. Yeah, yeah. and nobody of the house is uh, using it. So in the summer it's also green and then we sit outside and uh, every summer, in the, in the middle of summer, we make a studio fest and inviting all other designers from Leipzig. So we try, yeah, we're yeah. still trying uh, to connect uh, the design scene a bit because it's yeah, sometimes not so easy in no. Leipzig. Is it is it uh, is it very connected? Yeah, it's uh, like uh, you have uh, different uh, uh, grouping, like different groups. Yeah, because we are all studied in Halle, mm -hmm. so it's 50 kilometers from uh, from Leipzig. We just Bex had a talk with uh, Anja Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah, I think she also she had the talk. She she was there. Halle, yeah. yeah, and then went on to Amsterdam, Sandburg. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's like uh, because we have not. Or my theory is uh, that there are not that many design jobs here in Leipzig and in this area. Mm. So everybody is uh, really working, yeah, for for the, for their self. And yeah. Don't share too much because uh, I have a job and everything is okay, and I don't want to share it with somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit like that. You mean is it like like people are kind of they're sort of competing for scarce resources in a way. Yeah. Like, it's like only so much money available here. Yeah, so. yeah like uh, we try every summer to make this little summer fest and invite some uh, people here from the design scene. And yeah. it's like uh, sometimes somebody new ca uh, came, but it's, it's really hard. It's not uh, that open like in Amsterdam. Because no. when I w was working in uh, Edwin's studio, it was like uh, every week uh, for lunch, somebody else came and yeah. was, ah, oh, on which project you're working and yeah. maybe we can share something or yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. So it was more or less something that uh, the designers uh, tried to be connected and know about the project uh, uh, of everybody and here it's a bit more close, I think.
How does it actually? How does it work with your like front space door? Uh, it was, oh, yeah, oh. It was uh, uh, in the beginning we had a kind of meeting table or something yeah. like that, so we tried a bit to, to be uh, serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, we decided, ah, fuck off, uh, here in this area something is happening. And yeah. Uh, we opened it a bit uh, like a pop up store because Sophie is making products, yeah. and they are running uh, uh, since 2000 skateboard label. So that is your label. Yeah. Ah, I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah. Google it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm doing That's that nice. uh, since my youth, and uh, and so yeah, I have the stuff here in the studio, and then we thought, ah, okay, then we can hang it uh, here, and Sophie has the stuff here, or Does then also the jewelry of Amelie is there, yeah. or the specs of uh, Tiana, and so it's all your stuff. Yeah. Does people, uh, does people come a lot in or are there a lot of classes? Yeah, uh, not, not really, only sometimes. Yeah. But it's, uh, not that it's uh, because in the beginning it was like that, that the, the people uh, asked us because our studio names, do you farm, can I buy plants here or something like that? Yeah. So they were a bit confused and they didn't know yeah. what it is and then uh, we decided, okay, we make it a bit more visual uh, that the people know, okay, it's something with design or something like mm -hmm. that and then <laughs> it's not a plant store. Mm. But it's also changing a bit because uh, the, this area is really growing up and a lot yeah. of new stores and cafes and restaurants are opening. And maybe we should turn on the... Yeah, yeah well, the I mean, I, 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 maybe. I, it's ready. But, it's uh, ready. Yeah, I, I, um, should we sit down? Yeah. Okay, Sh should I sit there? Oh. Ah. So you sit. At this point, with the recorder set up, we jumped straight into talking about Marcus's traveling project, Poster Rex. You may notice some shuffling going on in the background. That's Bex, the Dalmatian dog, who was a little excited about a couple of strangers arriving One in the office. Doing, which is quite nice, is like, um, we haven't really quite put it together yet, but um, we've we spoken to eight people in eight different parts of the world, like eight, eight different cities. Um, I guess it's like, okay, Uh, Athens, Istanbul, Hong Kong, Paris, uh, Gdansk, uh, Berlin. So you're also traveling a lot, huh? <laughs> well, no, because ah. we so we we've just been um, uh, reaching out to them via email and saying, hey, do you want to um, oh, okay. answer some questions? So we okay. record them, send them. Oh, okay. And like you know, it's it's a little thing, but it it's quite nice to just find out what other people are doing for like. The purpose of it sounds a little bit like what you were kind of trying to do within Leipzig, right? That like, uh, yeah. you know, like creating a network. Yeah, or like but it's not only in Leipzig because I'm uh, uh, running also this uh, Posterex uh, Posterex project since uh, 2014 together with Lars Harmsen, mm -hmm. and uh, he's the editor in chief of Slanted magazine, a typographic magazine. Maybe you know yeah. it. And uh, yeah, in 2014 we made an issue about. Is it based uh, in Leipzig? No, no, it's no. in Karlsruhe, yeah. and he's based in Munich, and in yeah. a moment he's teaching in Dubai, so it's also like oh, a yeah. world traveler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, I don't remember, maybe in 2013 we made an issue about a Cuban uh, poster design. Yeah. And uh, then we also traveled to Havana and Cuba, oh. and we make a, made a workshop shop, shop there with uh, 
with some designers and the artists we wor uh, worked together with uh, by, while creating the issue yeah. and it was uh, really like okay we were all the time only with email and contact with them or via facebook or something like that and then uh, we thought ah it would be nice to to meet them in real and um, yeah and then we were there and uh, in three days or something like that uh, we printed together posters and silk screen printing yeah. in a really nice uh, workshop in uh, in havana but uh, it was super limited because uh, it's not so easy to make a silk screen film there they are no. really limited in colors also in paper yeah and uh, but the good thing about this was that you really has uh, had to improvise a bit mm -hmm. and it was really a nice process of creating it and then uh, some illustrators uh, started to uh, directly uh, draw with the emulsion on the screen and then we put light on it and then we printed it mm -hmm. so it really was really like a experimental printing uh, workshop or something like that yeah and after that we decided okay this is fantastic to travel around the world uh, printing posters meeting people different yeah. designers artists what else yeah and uh, so since uh, 2014 we made i think 15 different workshops in 15 different cities different places. yeah wow. and we really but it's uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's like a, like a hobby, I think, because yeah. it's really hard to sell silk screen posters. Maybe the people don't like the design. I don't know. <laughs> For us, it's really special because uh, to every poster, there is a kind of uh, connection to to the uh, to the time we had in the city and mm -hmm. to the people we met there, and it's always really dense. Like uh, because we uh, we travel like three days to a city, yeah. meeting their designer in the studio. We searched uh, before for uh, um, for a, a workshop. Sometimes it's not so easy to find a workshop no. because it's not really common anymore. This uh, printing technique <laughs> it's no. kind of old school. Do you find like um, like different difficulties in different places? Yeah, yeah it's uh, totally different because sometimes you go to uh, one time we were in Basel uh, and printed together with Iri Oblatek of Claudia Basel, a nice uh, design studio there, and uh, we had the possibility to print in the in the university and they have like a huge space for yeah. silk screen printing, yeah. a lot of printing pa uh, tables, really yeah. well. Pre uh, so it sounds quite a lot like a project which becomes very uh, dependent on the tools available at the spot or at the space and somehow also that even the the places with lack of tools feeds into a creative uh, yeah it's like uh, that uh, we have like a kind of system uh, what we can prepare before but then uh, you go to the workshop and if you are in a workshop then you realize okay this is uh, how it is and now yeah. we have to handle it and mm -hmm. how we have uh, uh, to play uh, with the possibilities and this is also nice because you cannot prepare everything and if you prepare in, uh, everything then you can also print at home in your yeah, workshop yeah. Yeah. it's uh, it's it's also about this uh, that uh, you have to adapt right yeah, yeah. and uh, like in istanbul last year it was uh, we were there at the marmara un university and mm -hmm. they had a quite nice uh, uh, workshop 
and then we started to print and everything was nice and after the I don't know after the third print run or something like that the the lightener to uh, put the light on the on the screens mm. was destroyed <laughs> so oh. it was a, uh, and it was a, a machine from uh, from Germany from 1970 or yeah. something like that oh, and then we crashes? were there and, yeah. and it was crashed and then we mm. thought ah oh, fuck now we cannot prepare uh, other screens what we can do and then we uh, took the uh, part of the machine and we went to Istanbul on the street where you can buy all this technique stuff mm. because then some cities like that you have all these yeah. streets where you get everything just uh, technique parts or something like that but we, uh, it wasn't wasn't uh, possible to find it because it, the the, the part was too old thing, yeah. and then we had to improvise and uh, we bought uh, some uh, some lamps and uh, a glass plate and stuff like that and then uh, we made a diy lightning technique so because we learned that in athens from a from a guy who has a diy workshop with some simple lamps and was working so we had this knowledge of uh, of the guy from Athens, and yeah. uh, so we were remembering about that, and then it was possible to continue the workshop, yeah. and it was really nice. Did it change the outcome of the posters then? Do you see it? Do you, do you, are no, you now I, capable of telling, ah, these were the ones which were made by, by our DIY? Uh, not really, but uh, the, the only thing which changes, because we have always a kind of limited time when we are there, so it's yeah. not like that we have, okay, we, then we add one day more or something like that. And uh, so we lost like a full day of printing mm -hmm. and then uh, we prepared everything and con uh, it was possible to continue then in the evening and then we printed until the night and everybody was super tired and yeah. uh, fucked up. But it was like a, a extra power in, the, in, in this yeah. workshop and this changed, I think, also the result because it was like uh, everybody was also really focused uh, and uh, like uh, we were working like machines then yeah. in the end it was uh, it was quite funny and also in the end it was like yeah the last set, uh, the last screen ah let's change uh, the color and i was really fucked up and i said no we don't change the color now anymore and then in the end it was also good that we didn't change it and uh, so it's uh, yeah it's, it's it's nice and fun <laughs> yeah i imagine like that that bulb was going to break at some point right quite nice that it broke when you guys were there and there yeah. was this like energy behind it as well otherwise maybe like who knows like it could have broken and then never got used i know it's yeah, just yeah, a thought yeah. but yeah. the other thing i was thinking was like um do you bring it back with you to leipzig you know this like experience like how does it does it affect how you interact with the scene here you know is it uh, the experience of going to you know you're going to these places, places and like yeah. that, yeah. that work yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it influenced influence my, my work totally yeah. because it's like, okay, you're connected to a lot of people and mm. in a very short time you are in a different culture. But the, the good thing is also if you go to, a, to another city and you meet a designer from there, uh, you're really into this cultural scene and then uh, you're, you come back and then you're totally like... Uh, stoked and uh, yeah. also if you start again with another project it, uh, of course it influences mm. a lot yeah. I've got this I think it's uh, for me as a designer it's uh, one of the most important things to try to travel as much as I can and to use all my money for traveling yeah. Yeah. for making photography and stuff like that and uh, yeah. getting new ideas and because do you actually uh, is most of your clients based here in Leipzig or is it more an international practice uh, it's uh, in the moment it's more international mm. so I have not that much clients here in, in Leipzig it's uh, <laughs> quite boring for me here in Leipzig yeah. but this is also nice so yeah. uh, 
it's a bit weird. You, uh, but 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 maybe the people think sometimes, okay, we hire a designer from another country, and then uh, he is a bit more worse. Or I don't know. Mm. I think uh, sometimes the clients have this feeling. Yeah. I'm not sure why it is like that, but. Um, I don't know, maybe it's something in the mind of the people that they think is from somewhere else the people are better or I don't know. So <laughs> but like what what keeps you here? Like maybe I stopped the dog, huh? <laughs> can, can, can you <laughs> I thought could I hold a hand on <laughs> and then maybe that's Bex. coming? Rex? Bex. Bex. Bex is a very uh, pretty It's a guy, right? It's a guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, the question. Uh, yeah, I also lived in, in Amsterdam and I travel a lot, and uh, but I still have, uh, like it very much here in Leipzig because it's, uh, I have a lot of friends here and uh, also uh, a lot of friends uh, which are not really connected to the design scene or something like that. So, and yeah, I think for me as a designer, it's really equal where I live mm -hmm. because I travel a lot and uh, so, you can live anywhere, you're saying? Or yeah, yeah, I can yeah. live everywhere, but uh, it's also nice to, to be here because we have now our studio here, so it feels a bit like home. Yeah. Mm. I was not born here, but it feels like home. Uh, we have a lot of nice nature around the city mm. and uh, yeah, we are really enjoying, enjoying it uh, to live here. Base. And it's also quite, quite cheap here to live. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think uh, th this was also the decision after studying or something like that. Uh, yeah, if you uh, want to found your own studio or something like that, you have to pay all your uh, uh, stuff and then mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. good to live in a city where, where not everything is too expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear that. Have you experienced a lot of uh, development or difference within the past four years that you've had your studio? Leipzig. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Leipzig is really uh, changing because it's in, in the moment uh, it's the fast fastest growing ci city in, in Germany. Really? Yeah, and uh, it's also. Why do you think that is? I don't know because I, I maybe it's uh, my theory is it was a qu quite a upfucked city or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the rents were really low, and then also the creative people came like everywhere with gentrification. Then also some industry came here, so some people moved to, to Leipzig. And uh, of course also I think one of the reasons was uh, that uh, in the media it was a bit pushed like the new Berlin. Yeah, mm. I heard that one. And it was also in my time when I lived in, La in Amsterdam, it was everybody was talking, ah, you came from Leipzig, it's a new Berlin. And I said the whole time, ah, no, it's not a new Berlin, it's not too that. small. Yeah. And it's uh, totally different in Berlin. It's. Yeah. But whoever invented that line was kind of clever. I mean, apparently it's yeah, been it working. Uh, People with catching was, on to yeah, it. And also the area where our studio is also changed uh, mm. because uh, all the houses were renovated. The the rents are uh, uh, are rising up, and uh, also some people <laughs> moved to areas of Leipzig. Uh, yeah, why are always wondering why why they want to live here? Yeah, yeah. So 
it was like also when we moved here uh, with the studio, we have a ne neon sign in the in the window, and then uh, people came from the other house uh, about the street, and then this, they said, "Yeah, your your neon sign is too too bright mm. in the night. We wanna we wanna sleep." And yeah, uh, so it's yeah, not. as well with Farfara. Actually, we were like being placed ten different places or something, and depending on where we are we had completely different experiences and relations with the neighbors mm. one of the places was like continuously a problem whenever we had light in the window yeah. there would be big 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 complaints whereas other places you could go until very late yeah. and be very loud without anyone yeah the, the crazy thing of course is that because this house is here since I don't know 15 years or something like that. It's not that uh, that old, mm -hmm. but it was always a store. So it's, yeah. it, it has always a, a, a kind of neon sign on on the top of the building. Yeah. So and now the the people who moved here complaining about that, yeah. but they already saw it when they moved here. So mm -hmm. this is uh, sometimes a bit strange. Also then they're complaining about the graffiti at their house, and but they live in an area yeah, where yeah. where it is quite normal that yeah. it is like that, and a lot of people also don't give a shit about that. You got that in London. And I remember like with um, Fabric, the nightclub, like getting shut down. A lot of it was to do with like people complaining about music being too loud. And it's like, you you know, you moved here. Yeah. yeah. Like, th and the reason you did was because of this kind of hip yeah. value yeah. that was being kind of conveyed upon it. place where a lot of your friends come by as well and like uh... yeah uh, of course a lot of friends uh, come here especially in the weekend <laughs> a lot of uh, f friends of the skateboard scene for example they come here to smoke a cigarette to talk yeah. to drink a beer or something like yeah, that and, have a nice garden and especially in summer I, yeah. I also feel really open to make a barbecue in the in in garden and uh, yeah. that it is a bit more open it is yeah. because uh, we have also a lot of French which are not connected, like I said, to the design scene and it's also important for me to not, uh, I don't like to live in this kind of bubble or something no. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice to, nice to share a space. Sometimes yeah. it's a bit like uh, my, my living room or our living room. Yeah. Sometimes you also thought about that, yeah. <laughs> maybe to, to live here. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, because I, I was also reminded by like one of, our, one of the contributors to the Fanfare Inc. catalogue. Um, has, she studied in Amsterdam and then she has moved back to South Korea where she's from and there she's uh, she has started a coffee shop which actually initially was not intended to be a coffee shop but she started like friends came by and she would make them a cup of, cup of coffee and then yeah. she started noticing how important that social interaction or actually possibility of community was for also her practice yeah like coffee's got quite famous in yeah. Seoul she yeah. says right so like, now she's doing now it's like a, a real yeah but, this, yeah but this is also funny because in Leipzig maybe it has also sometimes to do with the experience of the people or especially uh, people of the creative uh, scene because a lot of people also opening uh, in the moment uh, coffees here in, in yeah. Leipzig 
And there are also uh, two, two uh, uh, girls from other city, they opened also a kind of design coffee, which is connected to product design. So all the elements which mm -hmm. are in the, in, the, in the cafe are uh, were produced by local designers. Yeah. And they are also designers, but they opened the coffee. So yeah. Yeah. it's totally different business now, but uh, uh, they still work as designers when they have time. But yeah. uh, their main income is now a coffee and it's a place where people meet and uh, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I also can imagine to do that uh, one time when I'm yeah. sick of uh, working the whole time on a book or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, right now we came in and got a really nice cup of coffee and there's like a selection of three different <laughs> kinds of, of, of German cookies yeah, on the table. Yeah, which is just like a bewilderingly large number of delicious treats yeah, in front so of us. Yeah, so we can like, we can like <laughs> secretly, no, that's not secretly anymore, we can like product place and some commercial <laughs> yeah, for potential coffee Well, studio. I was going to ask actually, yeah, where is this coffee place that the two designers run because we could probably go and check it out i suppose before we leave like that's possible is it do you know what they're called <laughs> yeah, yeah i think yeah. so it's called uh, lauritz and it's uh, a bit more in the city center yeah. mm. okay. it's a nice space i can give you the address but i guess uh, maybe it's also an example of of a, like a creative field that needs to be uh, creative as well in in figuring out ways of sustain themselves yeah. I can imagine that also has... Or just like sustaining their sanity, right? Because like, I mean, there's another element to it, which is just like, you know, not being alone, not being like focused on, you know, your individual pursuit, but like having, you know, community around you. If they yeah, I think it's also about if that the creative people also want to change a bit uh, the city where they where they are yeah. it's like uh, i think for a designer it's uh, like a project okay we have to buy a coffee machine and but then we have uh, i know it from these girls we have to test now how we can make the best coffee but they never work maybe in a coffee uh, coffee but uh, yeah. now, now they do it and and then they have also a nice interior concept they're working together with uh, different people and it's mm. also about uh, a shared space and yeah. a, a space of uh, where ideas can grow up and something like that and this, this is maybe uh, more important than to work uh, or to open a cafe it's about yeah. creating something yeah. and yeah. creating your neighborhood or something like that it's yeah because it's, it's like creating a framework yeah. for things to happen in. and i'm thankful for people like that that we have some people like that because otherwise i think uh, Germany uh, will change to uh, something where you have on uh, each street like three pizzerias and donor shops and something like that. It's not so diverse. And here it's uh, like in the city centers of Germany, uh, very often like that, the city center of a city is like the big shopping mall. You have all the big change. Mm. You have uh, England, yeah. three times the same shops and uh, which a huge space. And I cannot imagine that they sell so much stuff that they can uh, pay all the rent or something like that. But And this is also a sign of, uh, of uh, uh, how is it, uh, how is the word in, in English, commerce? Commercial? Yeah, this is this commercial oh. world. Yeah. yeah. All, at, at all. It's all about money and about consuming. Mm. and yeah. But it's not about that. It's about uh, nice moments, living, mm. uh, I don't know, traveling, meeting friends, people. After the conversation, Marcus showed us more of his studio. He's a bit of a collector and was keen to show us his collection of posters from the different instalments of Posters Rex, of which there are upwards of 2,000 unique prints. He also showed us the results of his master's project, 
specifically a collection of posters from an East German theatre which debuted the plays of Bertolt Brecht. After that, we cycled back through the snow to the place we were staying. The next day at Itzebuk, we spoke to the last two of our Leipzig-based interviewees, one of the organizers of Itzebuk, Albert Gabel, and Markus Dresen, Spectrebook's co-founder. Fanfara Tete is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clamos, and me, Freya Kier. The song played in the introduction was 161161 by Command Q, and the song playing now is 9, also by Command Q. The music featured in the breaks was by Ashrar Temple, and was taken from their albums Schwingungen and the eponymous Ashrar Temple. You can subscribe to Fanfara Tete on all good podcast apps. <laughs>